0: Hey there, I'd like to open a checking account. Sounds good, sir. Would you also like a savings account? Well, that depends.
1: What rate of interest do you currently pay? Well, sir, our rates currently are 0.01% interest. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God.
0: All right, on with the show. It's funny that um that intro actually happened to me yesterday. That's why I think it's kind of funny. The um the, the, the dude at the bank that I was dealing with was like, "Hey, do you want a savings account?" Like, I go, "What? Savings accounts? Why? Why would you? Why would you get 001 percent interest?" Uh, like that's basically nothing. You're basically losing money the longer you keep because money. you're eighty years old. <sighs> I guess. That's why you do it. It's so, I need to, and I, I told you this yesterday, I need to talk to my parents and yell at
1: them if they uh, have savings accounts. <laughs> thing is though, them even though you know the truth, people will still do what they're going to do, right? Even if the risk, you know, just the risk of it going down on paper is enough to stop people from buying ETFs and that kind of thing.
0: Yeah. And I mean, I see, like I've been investing in the market for 20 years or so. And that has included some recessions, some dot-com bubble bursts, some global pandemics. Um, yeah. And I have like it doesn't go up every single year, right? But in general, it goes up even when things are shit. And I just feel like, oh, what if the market crashes? If the market crashes, the whole world is fucked.
1: Right? That's the that's the final <laughs> answer. Yeah, that's all you need to think about. Yeah, that's just it. That should calm people down.
0: Exactly. And and in that case, I have a bunker that I, that I will be proceeding to, and I will not care
1: about money any longer. <laughs> yes. Yes. Bunker law. Bunker law oh. indeed. What are we talking about today? Yeah, today we're going to be talking about a few things. We've got a few things on the list. We're going to be talking about, woohoo, Jack has finished his course completely, so it's now off of his plate. I had six remaining videos on my serverless Laravel course, and they're done, and I've also done my Laracon talk, so my brain is now completely empty in the best way possible. Just wanted to slide that in there, celebrating basically. Yeah, We're going to talk about, well, let's get straight into it. You're now a YouTuber, as people know, doing very well. How has it been received? How are you feeling about being famous? Um, I, I don't mind, to be
0: honest. I, I am getting the, the... I think we've got like two or three downvotes, which is pretty funny. <laughs> and so everything That's that me. I do on the internet includes... So there's some people that rage follow me and rage subscribe to my newsletter. Just so whenever I release something into the world, whether it's a book, a podcast, a YouTube channel they can troll it and shit talk it and trash it and rank it low. So everything that I, I know that this is going to happen every single time that I release anything into the world, even the podcast that I host for MailChimp, which isn't, I guess I'm the host, but it's not really my podcast. It still gets the, the same couple people that just fall. It's, it's interesting that people spend so much time paying attention to the things that I do just so they can trash it. I don't
1: know. It reminds me of the, the Ricky Gervais stand-up thing where someone goes in and finds the poster of guitar lessons, gets the number, rings up the number and says, but I don't fucking want guitar lessons. Right? It just <laughs> reminds me of that. And that's exactly what your rage followers are doing. Like, Why are they following you? Why? It's, it's so, makes no sense. I'm so glad that I take up so
0: much of their time. And for things like leaving comments or rankings or views on YouTube, that helps. If you're trolling me on YouTube by watching my stuff and, and rating it, you're helping me. You're helping the channel. So thank you. I appreciate it. But yeah, YouTube is
1: fun. <laughs> so you actually, uh, the, the video, well, yeah, the video appeared in my recommended videos. I don't know what that was about. I guess I looked at it. I don't know, very strange algorithm stuff.
0: We are uh, probably, last time I checked, a third of the tr- a third of the views on YouTube were which from exactly YouTube search. Okay. Not from us. Yeah, not from us, which is the point of us doing the YouTube channel. I do actually want to mention too, because so I think we talked about this in the last episode. If you aren't into YouTube and if you don't want YouTube to track you, we, we totally understand, privacy-focused company and all of that, there is now an option. So if you click on any of the links for the videos that we share on Twitter... Uh, we have a non-Youtube. It's a link right at the bottom. So if you're if you're not into YouTube, you can watch our videos still. They stream from I don't know, nerd, you you know the answer to this. They stream from somewhere on a
1: cloud. Yeah, just somewhere. a cloud. The cloud, you know, that cloud over there. Exactly. The point is, yeah, you can now watch them. You haven't got to miss out if you really don't want to go onto YouTube, which some people just don't, which is fair enough.
0: But if you if you're already on YouTube, just click the YouTube button and watch yeah. the watch the videos and if you're not that's fine too we've got
1: we have options there are options i have been thinking a lot about google and just uh, you, something you said a while back about how you know is google evil or are certain things they do evil are they too big to be evil as an entity like a government for example uh, it does make you wonder because government isn't universally bad i mean go- talking about all councils and everything um, local governments that kind of thing you can't say the whole government is bad It doesn't make any sense. There's still good that's done, um, charitable things, that that kind of thing. It does make me wonder a little bit.
0: Yeah, regardless of of who is in, what party's in power, there's still more administrators than politicians that that run a country. I I think
1: I'm more comfortable with YouTube on the basis that you're consenting to be on the platform, whereas things like Google Analytics or Facebook Pixel, there's no consent. And a scary amount of data is being kept, and it's just disturbing. So I definitely have that distinction in my head.
0: I made a video about this. I made a video mm-hmm. about how um, <laughs> Google Analytics says it's free and it's, it's technically not because of all that data they collect. So check out the YouTube channel, Fathom <laughs> Analytics. I don't, think we ha- I don't think we have a fancy URL or anything like that. I Just just go to YouTube and look for Fathom we'll Analytics
1: and we'll come up. Yeah. So one of the things that we're going to be doing is taking a hiatus we typically spread ourselves across multiple business activities, blogging, podcasting, and everything else. But we're actually going to be focusing on version three and the pieces surrounding it, getting our heads down and just uh, just smashing it, really. And version three, we've talked about and we've talked about and we've talked about. Well, now's the time where we really need to get, get grinding and finish it all up.
0: Yeah, I'm sick of talking about it. I just want to do the work.
1: And that's how, we, that's how we've been feeling. So uh, one of the things we've got to be doing is a lot more deep work and focusing in on it. We've been working. We've got about 12 privacy projects in the works. And I was going to tweet about this. You know, the, if you're listening and you're not using Fathom and you're wondering about the privacy focused analytics space, it's all bullshit for the most part. So you see all these companies that come up. Most people think, oh, I need to market. I'm just going to market using privacy. It's bullshit and there is no understanding to it. And what we're seeing are these companies popping up and everyone thinks, oh, this is an alternative. They don't have a clue what they're doing. And when I say that, I'm saying that they don't have a clue about the actual laws that go behind analytics that can put you at huge risk. So what we've been doing is we've actually been investing in uh, privacy lawyers and consultants and everything else. And we're actually making sure that things are super, super squeaky clean because obviously we want to protect our customers. Most people don't care about that. You'll get a privacy focused company that thinks that they're, they're kosher because they're this and that. Because
0: they wrote an kosher? article That's that they I think, think ranks well on Google. Yeah, (laughs) just
1: spam marketing. Yeah, just absolute nonsense, basically. So uh, V3 is going to knock things out of the water in so many different ways from a privacy law perspective and and just from the the features we've got are so cool. People are wanting to know what we're actually doing and I think that's why we're getting bored of talking about it because we've got so much stuff. We want to get focused on it and we want to get it to you, you know? Uh, The API is currently being, oh Oh. my God, the API is currently being tested by one person.
0: And please don't email us and ask for beta access. Where if you'd
1: like access to the API at PJLBS on Twitter. God, fuck you! I was going to do a tweet. I was going to do a tweet on the Fathom account because you know the the cat stickers and stuff. I was going to say if you want to do it, Paul doesn't want to do a cat sticker giveaway. If you want to do a cat sticker giveaway, tag (laughs) (laughs) I'm So tempted to do that. Uh, That would be fun. Uh, That would be uh, pretty funny. Picture you waking up to that. Oh god. Yes. Yes. So uh, yeah. That's uh, loads of stuff going on. We're just tired of talking. I think that one of the things between successful product development and unsuccessful is people that are unsuccessful are very good at talking about things, and they will talk until they've got no one left listening. There comes a point where you can big something up, but you've got to get the work done. Else, it's never going to happen. And we're we've got so much cool stuff. And I've bigged up Paul's designs before, but I'm so excited. I'm so unbelievably excited. And I miss deep work. I really do miss deep work. Lots of business administration stuff recently, lots of, you know, documentation, this, that, and the other. I'm just excited to get back into some real deep coding.
0: Yeah, I mean, same for me. I I wanna get back to design. And I think as well, it's part of like, we've obviously made the choice an intentional choice to stay a pretty small and lean company with the two of us plus re our privacy officer on contract. And that makes sense for so many reasons. But it's not like that is... But it, I guess in doing... How I want to say it is this. In, in doing that, we understand it's hard sometimes, especially when the product is going well and growing like, like Fathom is, to deal with the, the daily operational stuff and make time for deep work. So our support yeah. queue... Like, we don't have that much support. I think our support queue is mostly biz dev questions and asking us for features. <laughs> like the majority of, or I guess maybe that's the majority of things I reply to. I just assign everything hard to you in Help Scout.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think I've got like twenty tickets in my queue at this moment in time. But it's it, more technical the, stuff.
0: Yeah, but the point is that it it does take. It, it's not. It's not like you can build a successful SaaS and it's it runs by itself. Right? part of Success And part of having thousands of customers is helping them when they need help. And that happens more the, the, the higher volume you have. So the daily operations and doing things like um, sales and biz dev calls, dealing with... Um, enterprise I'll just leave it at that Uh, because that did take a couple hours um for for a company that was like I promise this is a really really simple process because I was like nope it's a process not going to do it (laughs) and they're like no no no, it's super simple I'm like oh okay well it's only eight pages instead of the however I lost count of how many pages with that other enterprise customer we ended up um unfortunately Uh. not working with which is a shame if they uh, had just. No, no,
1: no, no, no. They came back. They still think that it's going ahead, I think. They've- no,
0: I think that person, that person hasn't followed up with me. So I think they've been looped in um, like three months later. So, and here's like, I, I get enterprise and big business has to have red tape and bureaucracy and stuff, but literally it takes about a minute to sign up for Fathom. Like, you fill yeah. in some details and you put in a credit card. It could not be easier. And I know we've harped on this so much, but it, it bugs me that we could be working with some clients that you have heard their names of, but they want us to follow their process, which involves lawyers and documents and forms for, for weeks and, and meetings, for weeks and weeks and weeks. Yeah. And for... If we don't cost that much money. Like Fathom isn't that huge of an expense relative to revenue um, of a business, right? So it's just hard because I want to, I'm frustrated that I want to work with these people, but I don't want to follow their ridiculous archaic processes in, in order to do so.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, I was surprised you, as a pool- Listeners at home, Paul spoke to one of the, like a huge, huge, huge company. We can't obviously can't say, but you 100 will have heard of them. Your whole family would have heard of them. And Paul actually jumped on the phone for a brief phone call. I think there were about five of them in the email chain. For, <laughs> for, I think it was for a thirty-four dollar a month package, and um, Paul managed to persuade them to actually use credit cards. So that's interesting. That I mean, too the bad. option Anything. in their system was check, and yeah. I was
0: like, "You're not paying us by check." like it's just this is checks in british pounds oh god this is 20 this is 2020 i mean that's why so looping it back to the very intro of this episode the reason i was switching banks in the first place is because my bank wouldn't cash a check in pounds because i have a check in pounds from amazon from book writing stuff and my bank was like we can only cash checks in uh, canadian or u.s dollars I'm like, well, then what the fuck am I supposed to do with this check? And they're like, I don't know. So I'm like, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to leave your fucking bank and go to a real fucking bank. Fuck you, Tangerine. Did they really
1: just say, did they really just say, I don't know? It's like, that's not our problem.
0: They, they were like, yeah, we can't, we can't, we can't cash that check. So fuck you, Tangerine. Went back to a real bank. So the the guy who was setting up my account was just, la- I was telling him all of the things that um, I couldn't do with Tangerine. And he was yeah, just laughing. Yeah. I was just like, it's so weird to bank with a, with a bank that basically isn't real. Um, so I went back to the bank that
1: I'm banking now. in Canada sucks, man. Uh, coming from the UK is so it
0: different. It does. It totally does. Yeah. We, yeah. Even because I, uh, I have bank accounts in America too, like in not just USD in Canadian financial institutions, but I have bank accounts in the States. Like in sh- my branch is in yeah. Chicago. Um, and it's just so much easier. Like if I didn't have that account, I couldn't do most of the stuff I need to do with American businesses. It's just, it's ridiculous how bad Canada is. Well, you can't open up
1: an account. I think at the moment because of COVID, RBC was saying that you can open up accounts on over the phone or over video. Nope. Oh, really? Nope. Couldn't do it. Uh, Yep. Had to go to a fucking branch. Interesting. So maybe that was if you were already a customer or something.
0: I am already a customer. I still couldn't do it without going into a branch because they needed to see my ID. They needed to do a bunch of stuff in person. I guess look at me. They needed to look at me a little bit. I mean, I'm a YouTuber, famous YouTuber. (laughs) Oh, for
1: fuck's sake. No, the the banking in the UK, you sign up online and you can literally get everything done and it takes two minutes. (laughs) It's, It's just insane. The difference is no ID, nothing. They just do a credit check or something. As Canada. In, you have to go into the branch and you're there for ages. It's absolutely crazy.
0: Oh, it took an hour and a half I and it. I opened a personal checking account and a savings oh, account because yeah. why not? But, yeah. No, just kidding. Just kidding. Um, do you want to talk about charity? I didn't, we didn't bring this up in, in the notes before, but do you want to talk about what we're doing? With yeah, charity? I think know.
1: we've got to be careful not to slander anyone. Um, oh no, that wasn't the point oh, of bringing it up. Oh, I don't right. want to slander anybody. You don't want to mention why we're moving yeah. from...
0: No, I think we can. I uh, so we're moving from. You
1: can if we said the reason as to why we first got a dirty taste in our mouth. It, like, how can that be said without it being slanderous?
0: Well, I mean, so here's what I want to say, and I'll just cut this if it doesn't work. Um, <laughs> we're going to be Stripe has introduced one um, percent of um, what is it one percent of the the transaction uh, going to carbon um, reduction and sequestering, and it can all what? be- Wait,
1: wait, wait. What's that? sequester? Sequest- sequest-
0: they have sequest- those machines. They've invested in those machines that pull carbon from the atmosphere.
1: Oh, wow. I didn't know that. that didn't you read the document? No, no. I, so you are in charge of the, <laughs> is this a legitimate cause for the environment thing? I like doing things for the environment, but you're like the, the bullshit detector. So-
0: <laughs> maybe i'm wrong i'm just gonna look at our notes
1: no they actually they mentioned yeah it's not like a carbon carbon, yeah,
0: offset. carbon removal sorry carbon yeah it's not carbon offset it's carbon removal um as part of it oh i want to look at the the language so fathom analytics is now contributing uh one percent of our revenue to next generation carbon removal technologies um, announcing Fathom Analytics. I'm just reading the, the the how to talk about our commitment. Announcing Fathom Analytics carbon removal commitment. We are now <laughs> contributing 1% of our
1: revenue to next generation carbon removal technologies alongside Stripe. That's cool. Okay. So yeah, basically.
0: Basically, we are just trying to do our part for a better planet for your kid. I don't have kids, so I don't give a shit. But <laughs> <laughs> you you have kids. So <laughs> kid for done. kid, yeah. So um, it would be nice if the planet wasn't complete shit for her. Yes, yes. Um, I agree. But yeah, so I think we're going to do that. It, it, it all happens automatically. It all happens through, um, through Stripe. And I think it's a cool idea. I think... Yeah, I think tech doesn't tech always thinks it has the right idea and doesn't always have the right idea, but I think in this specific case, uh, it makes a lot of sense. And we're also still going to commit one percent of our gross revenue to uh, environmental charities um outside of this through Stripe.
1: But Paul, that means that we're doing two percent.
0: We are. So we're not we're just gonna we're just not gonna be part of one percent for the planet anymore. No bad blood there. It's just easier to do it this way and to just do it through Stripe. And Stripe has no, um, let me find the information about that. Every dollar of the contribution is spent directly on carbon removal, no margin or fees. Um, so I like that. And yeah, I like that There's no admin fees, and I know that's not always possible with every charity, but for for this, it makes a lot of sense that they're basically committing on their end to do this work, so every dollar goes into This carbon removal so yeah we're we're gonna drop one percent for the planet no 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 bad blood there it just this way seems easier has far less work on our end it just automatically happens and it's a tech solution baked into a tech solution we already use so it just makes sense
1: much easier yeah at the moment we set money aside for one percent for the planet and stripe are like oh yeah we'll just do this automatically so
0: yeah there's there's, and 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 there's forms there's forms and stuff and there's there's admin fees and it's just I, I still think 1% for the planet is great. It's just, this is easier. Yeah,
1: No, that's cool. And going up to 2% sounds great too. So that's very exciting. Yeah,
0: yeah, I, I, I like it. And I like that we're, we're, we're part of the solution. Yeah. I mean, whatever, something like that.
1: Sounds good. So, uh, yeah, so we're going to be taking a hiatus probably till late October, November time when we've got a lot of stuff done. We will be back with a surprise guest. Ba-ba-ba. No, no, um, no hints. But yes, that's all we've really got for this week, I think, unless you've got anything else, Paul.
0: No, let's call it. Um, Thanks, everybody, for listening to this show. And we will be back in your ears. Yeah, like Jack said, uh, late October or November.
1: Use Fathom.com. I've been Jack Ellis.
0: And I've been the other guy.